0: You're listening to WNYU on 89.1 FM and online at WNYU.org. Today is Friday, May 1st. I'm Associate News Director Arya Tusi, and this is the Daily News Update. It's been almost two months now that we've been making these daily updates, and even longer since social distancing started. It seems like for that time, there's been important breaking or developing news every single day. But today is special because at production time, it seems like the first day where we won't actually have anything new to report. So we hope to take this as an opportunity for a more lighthearted update with special help from our friends over at NYU Local. You may remember Eli Yerman. I had them on a few weeks ago when they wrote an article, critical of Tish Dean Allison Green's tone-deaf dance video. After the video and article went a little viral, Eli got an unexpected boost of publicity online. Now, history repeats itself. Eli wrote another critical article, expressing their frustration at YouTube comedian and singer Randy Rainbow because well-meaning relatives would not stop sending Eli his videos. Yesterday, Mr. Rainbow acknowledged the article in a tweet, turning a fire hose of online stan outrage in Eli's direction. I have them with me now. Hey Eli, thanks for joining me again.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Yesterday was an insane day.
0: Let's let's talk about the article that you wrote. Um Sure. So I had never I had literally never heard of Randy Rainbow until you wrote about this. Um and okay. that again is only because I'm involved with local. So uh explain to people who don't know who is Randy Rainbow, what kind of content does he make?
1: Right. So Randy Rainbow is a a relatively successful YouTuber. I say relatively. That got me some some flack from his fans. Uh-huh. Uh he has about 400,000 subscribers, which is a lot, but like there are YouTubers who have more than that. Right, like, it's not like irrelevant. he's the top of the pack. No, uh, uh, but he makes uh, parody music videos uh, that are always or almost always targeting Trump. Uh, he starts with like a, a video, a fake interview where he like cuts together footage with Trump and he's like talking to him, and then he starts singing and it's it's a melody of some well-known musical theater song or pop song, and the lyrics are about Trump. Um, And he has a nice voice, and he's a decent editor, and I say all of this in my article. Um, But I find his songs incredibly insufferable. Uh, I think they kind of reduce criticism to Trump down to, like, he looks stupid and says dumb things, which is true. He does look stupid, and he does say dumb things. But that's not why
0: he's a bad president.
1: But that's not why he's a bad president. He's a bad president for uh, so many other reasons, and I... I say this in the article. I feel like he, he, uh, Randy Rainbow's videos give the other side ammunition to kind of just miss anything we say. Yeah, um, and so my article was kind of a mix of like non-serious, casual bullying of, of Randy Rainbow mm-hmm. of me kind of just yelling angrily, and then also uh, the middle part of it was like real my actual criticisms of him as a creator and a political commentator.
0: I'm assuming. Like he, he got it through like a Google a Google alert or like someone sent it to him because like I know this many people aren't reading NYU local.
1: No, before <laughs> yesterday it had like 600 views, okay. which is like decent for one of my articles. I feel like like okay. that's a that's that's like pretty good. Uh yeah, and then like I was I was on lunch break for class and I my phone buzzed and I looked at my phone, and I like saw his name, and I went that doesn't make sense. And then I looked back and. Yelled out loud like I said, oh, no out loud because of course that was going to be a bad thing. I'd already gotten harassed by like one woman even before Uh he retweeted it. Like some woman had found me on Facebook and had had, we had like a big argument about it. But this was like another level of I I mean, I've had my I've had Twitter deleted off my phone Mm. since yesterday afternoon because just thousands and thousands of notifications of angry moms
0: so this is that's something I wanted to touch upon too. Like you know, everyone's seen like Stan Twitter and everyone's seen how like online personalities can have these insanely dedicated followings. I think the most famous is obviously PewDiePie like he has an army of 12-year-olds that he can turn on anyone at any, at any time. Um but this is basically that except with grown adults.
1: It's it's shocking to me how mean a lot of these like grown adult people are. Right. <laughs> they're like they're. I mean, I think Randy's most target demographic is is people in their in their forties. Or I would have to guess most of these people seem to be in their forties. Put my Twitter on private and put my Instagram on private. um And I think if I hadn't done that, it would have been a lot worse because mm-hmm. I was just getting notifications when people replied to Randy's tweet. But a lot of them were like angry and mean and like. I mean, there's a lot of them that are like we disagree or we love you, Randy, which is fine. But a lot of them insulting my ability to write, complying I'm in love with Randy Rainbow. Before yesterday, my opinion on Randy Rambo was I didn't like his content. Obviously, I wrote this mean article about it. But like as a person, I would have been pretty neutral about him because. um, I mean, we seem to have similar political views for the most part. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know, I don't care that much about him. But the fact that he pointed his very large following directly at me kind of consciously does not speak well to how I feel about him as a human being.
0: So this is the second time in a in like what a month that one of your articles has kind of gone viral um I know the first one being uh the one about Tish Dean Allison Green and the dancing video and now this um how does it feel to be an online sensation?
1: It just feels amazing <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, this is way worse. Most of the people who were sharing my article for Dean Green were supporting me. None of the comments are supportive of me on this one, um, which is fair. Because, again, if, you, if you're if you not a fan of Rambo Rambo, usually you haven't heard of him. I got some hate last fall for doing... I wrote an article about PewDiePie. It's funny you mention him. Uh-huh. Um, last fall, because there was a the whole drama with him. Well, are you talking about the time know? that he There's, said the he hard got,
0: R, N-word on the stream?
1: That time, and then he... He, when he said he was gonna donate to a charity oh right uh, the and ADL he
0: situation took
1: it back yeah 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 so I wrote about that and I wrote about how like a lot of his fans seemed to be Nazis or he, at least a good chunk of his fans mm-hmm. seemed to be Nazis uh and then a bunch of Nazis harassed me on Twitter briefly. right um but this was worse getting harassed by like liberal moms is worse than getting harassed by Nazis
0: oh really <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis
1: were cleverer with their insults
0: so how do they compare like the besides the cleverness of the insults like how is it worse on from liberal moms?
1: I mean, there, for what for this case, there were just way more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with PewDiePie, it was like ten, maybe twenty people, just like talking about how Jewish I was and how wrong I was. How clearly, <laughs> how clearly PewDiePie's not a Nazi, you Jew, which is like <laughs> okay, <laughs> all, all right. Uh, but this was just hundreds and hundreds of angry people. So it's just like just angry about something that, to me, I feel like shouldn't matter. (laughs) Uh, It it took me 15 minutes to write that article. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I didn't edit it, I didn't proofread it. (laughs) So I don't care that much about Randy Rainbow. Uh Um, A lot of the comments are like, what a waste, you wasted so much time, you wrote, this is such a long, boring article, clearly you care, like, it's a thousand words. I wrote it in 20 minutes. I forgot about it for the most part and and the people saying if you hate him so much just don't watch his videos i say if you hate my article so much don't read it
0: who's your next target
1: (laughs) that's very funny i don't know um i was thinking about seeing if i could turn i hate x into a
0: into a column
1: into a series into a column uh it'd be very funny
0: yeah so thank you for uh giving me your thoughts
1: yeah absolutely happy to be here uh Anytime.
0: I'll keep my eyes peeled for your next target. Another recent NYU local article also received some attention, but internally instead. Bianca Brutus went on a quest to find and interview every other Bianca on campus. The results were hilarious. Editor-in-chief Izzy Ramirez even called it in a tweet, quote, The best thing the blog has ever published. Our own Kelly Drake talked to Bianca earlier this week.
2: Hi, I'm Bianca Brutus. I'm a sophomore at NYU studying journalism and English, and I write for NYU Local, and I've been writing for about a few months now for Local.
3: We are here today to talk about your piece that I loved. I read it like four or five times. I think it's incredible, um, called Bianca on Bianca. Can you take me through? So tell me just like overall what the premise is for this piece. If I had to give like a one sentence summary, I basically
2: emailed a bunch of people by the name of Bianca to see if I was compatible with any of them, and it was just an experiment to see if name had anything to do with compatibility so there's probably lots of biancas right you you'd be surprised there actually wasn't that many. It was probably like around twenty or thirty biancas. I only received a few responses, though. Not every single Bianca I was
3: able to get to know through this experiment. How did you reach out to these Biancas?
2: Well, basically, on the NYU homepage, there's a people setting where you can type people's names in and find out their email addresses and what they study and so I used that. I just typed the name Bianca and just a bunch of people popped up. I just got their emails and I emailed them one by one and I was like, Hey, could you help me out with this? And that's how I reached out to them.
3: How many responses did you get to that initial one by one email? I got no responses at first,
2: which was really surprising. I got, like, zero responses for, like, a few weeks. A few weeks? That's crazy. Yeah. What did you do after that? So I kind of sat on it, and I, everyone at local was like, where is Bianca and Bianca? My editors were like, what's going on with that? And I was just like, I don't know. Like, nobody's reaching out. Nobody's responding. And I kind of felt, like, embarrassed because, you know, I didn't – like, the Biancas didn't want to help me. And I was like, "What? what's up with that? So I kind of set up a follow-up email, and I was like – Hi, could you could you really do this for me? And I also reached out to more Biancas. I got around like sevens, and that was the seven that I chose to write about it in my article.
3: We can get, I don't know, if you want to go through each Bianca one by one. We can go buy
2: them one by one. Okay. Bianca number um, one is from New York, actually. This is not in the article. And she loves Dunkin' Donuts, and that's also my favorite place to get coffee. So I was like, what? Because <laughs> that's not like a lot of people's favorite because it's mostly just like coffee and sugar and water and it's kind of disgusting but I found that interesting that she liked that so one thing that like really struck me was that her favorite tv show was friends and like I feel like that's the most basic tv show ever so I was kind of like Bianca number one what are you doing like come on expand your cultural taste. I love that um, in the survey, I included, um, you know, like put a fun fact about yourself. Um, and so she said, I love dogs and cheese. That's not like a fun fact you'd expect from somebody, but I found it so cute and adorable that she would include that. Bianca number two, So she's a grad student who also loves Friends. Friends was like a reoccurring theme within all the Biancas, as well as Grey's Anatomy. Those two shows, which I have will never like watch the bianca just love them and i was just like <laughs> what's up with what's up with friends and grace anatomy it, it just was like oh like it was kind of cringy to think about it
3: yeah
2: but bianca number two her music taste was really really similar to mine so she loves rap and hip-hop 90s r&b and classic f- 50s music which are like my top genres on Spotify. And she described herself as funny, strong, weird, and responsible. And I feel like those are characteristics that I would describe myself, except for maybe responsible. I said that that isn't something that I would think about myself. Uh, so Bianca number three was like the Bianca that just like kind of like ticked me off a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> Bianca number three. But she just was answering the questions so broadly. I asked her. Favorite genre of music, artists, bands, like music, any type of music, any artists, any bands, and she just says, "I like a, di- a lot of different genres." Okay, I get that, but I asked you <laughs> for your favorite. so can can you please right. like direct with me and tell me like what you what you love, you know? And then, oh my God, this part just set me off even more. I asked, what's your favorite movie, TV show, book? She goes, sorry, don't have any. I'm really indecisive. And that just, you just would set me over the edge. I was like, Bianca number three, you're done. Get she out. was clearly not taking this seriously. She She wasn't. Bianca number three, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but you are boring, unfortunately. <laughs> you didn't help me whatsoever. But anyway, moving on from Bianca number three. Bianca number four I was a grad student and- one thing about her, she loves Puerto Rican food, which I'm a huge fan of. And she also likes houseplants. And I'd like to think of myself as somebody who loves houseplants, but I can't take care of anything. They die. So I kind of want to reach out to Bianca number four about how I can take better care of my houseplants. I feel like she's very knowledgeable about that. And we also had kind of the same music taste. A lot of Biancas have the same music taste kind of genre wise, hip hop and R and B was really popular. For Bianca number four, House um, Houseplants was just something that really struck me. Yeah. Now on to Bianca number number five. Yeah. So she was a she's a senior who's in Aries and she was the only Aries in all of the Bianca and I'm an Aries and so i was like wow that's great <laughs> <laughs> and she loves Frank ocean and like that's one of my favorite artists i was like music taste on point um bianca number five and her favorite book is i know why the Cage birds sing and bianca number five was she's just she's just the culture she's it she's the movement she's great she was low-key one of my favorite biancas i mean we didn't have that much in common but i just she just had such a She just had a good palate for like certain things. And so Mm -hmm. now on to Bianca number six. So she was nothing like me either. But unlike Bianca number three, she actually (laughs) answered my questions. I didn't include what she studies, but what she studies is very interesting. So basically she studies global affairs with a concentration in human rights and international law hmm. and that just like blew my mind bianca number six is so freaking smart she speaks four languages that's crazy yeah i was just like wow like bianca number six was just, just amazing and she loves michelle obama which was like kind of the only thing we had in common because like who doesn't love michelle obama Right. She just she answered my questions and she was very thorough, but we really didn't have anything in common, but I really do appreciate Bianca number 6. And finally, we have the last Bianca, Bianca number 7, who was just wow like amazing nothing like me um but she is a sophomore just like myself she studies global public health with a concentration in bio and a minor in chemistry and spanish which i was like wow i don't know any of those things she also is really athletic too she plays basketball for the school she was just like kind of the opposite of what i am um very athletic highly intelligent in the sciences she's a huge booty which i appreciate because she didn't say she had a favorite restaurant or food, but she wasn't like Bianca number three was like, ah, uh, no, like, <laughs> I don't care. That's kind of what um, Bianca number seven and I had in common and what her interests were. And her favorite TV show is Grey's Anatomy. You know, Grey's Anatomy was just the thing. Grey's Anatomy and Friends was just the things. Fun fact, one of the Biancas and I shared the same middle name, which was hilarious. I thought that was so interesting to find out. There weren't, like, major, major similarities except for that. A lot of the Biancas are from the East Coast. Most of them were from New York, which was really interesting. I'm kind of from the South. I'm from Florida. But, yeah, it was just interesting to learn about all of them because I felt like I was learning about people who I'd never met before. But we all shared, like, one great thing in common, that our name is Bianca. And so it was, like, a great learning experience about all of them. For some weird, strange reason, now I kind of want to be their friends. Have you stayed in touch with any of them? I have not been able to stay in touch with any of them. I mean, I have sent this article, and some of them were really excited about it, but... Did you send it to Bianca number three? Oh, don't even. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like she do not know who she is, so... Um, ouch. Uh, I'm talking so bad about Bianca number three, but I I hope you don't feel bad. Sorry, Bianca number three. I'm so Sorry. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's funny. So you never really arrived at a favorite Bianca.
2: I really don't.
3: I mean, I can't, I couldn't choose a favorite Bianca. And
2: I, and I wrote, I couldn't choose a favorite Bianca because everyone have their different personalities and their different quirks, which I just really appreciated. It wasn't just about me and one Bianca in particular. It was kind of about all of us together. What I realized towards the end. Um, yeah. One thing I do say is the Bianca and definitely, if we you know, got together, we could definitely take over the world. Uh, and I think that's possible. I definitely think we could overthrow the government. Can you imagine, like a, a, like, a crew running around? Like, we're the Biancas, and that's just our thing. Our names are Bianca, and we're all different. Like, that's that's crazy. I think that's great. Yeah. I got Bianca kind of started a few months ago when I had this weird idea in my head. And I thought somebody had done it before, thought of it, but it turns out nobody didn't. Everybody was really excited for it. I've been working on this for a really long time and I'm really glad that a lot of people like it. Thank you so much, Bianca. Thank you for having me. Bye.
0: That's it for today's update, but we'll see you next week. You can read more about campus news at nyulocal.com and the tunes will now resume. As usual, I'm Arya Tusi for FM.